Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Let's Talk podcast, where we take sports way too seriously, just like this should be. We hope that you guys enjoy this episode. We got a fully loaded one for you. We're going to talk about the Holy War, recap what just went on on Saturday. Hallelujah. Holy cow. We got a week two college football recap, top 25 review, our own top 10, Big 12 mm-hmm. expansion talk, and a little bit of a real review about the NFL, too. So... We'll figure out what to do with all of that. All of our voices are gone, raspy, and our voices will crack. (laughs) Without further ado, let's bull. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go for me! That's right! Let's back this bowler. Let's go wild now, baby. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, listeners. This is your favorite podcast, the only college football podcast worth listening to. <laughs> I've, I've got my co-hosts, Jared and Justin, here. Uh, what did you guys do this weekend? Ooh, let's see, Friday, you know what, I'm not even going to try to remember what I did this weekend because my entire mind is occupied by what happened on Saturday. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I believe we attended a football game. Yeah, American football. Yes. yes. Here in, in Provo. Oh, you know what I remember? Game. My what? ears got blasted out by a couple of F-35s. Oh, <laughs> that was so loud. That flyover, man. That's because Saturday we were at the BYU-Utah game. The Holy War. The Holy War. Man, it turned out a lot differently <laughs> in the past 11 years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So lovely. That was the greatest weekend ever. Holy crap. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, we, we spent our Saturday, what, first, eating wings. Mm-hmm. We got wings from like three Ooh, yep. different places. Taste test, little taste wing test, test. all compared. We painted our faces, put blue lipstick on a cowboy hat. Oh. <laughs> you ask for it. was yeah. the best. And then the game. Day. And then the game was the greatest. I The spectacle that was the game, first of all, like getting into the stadium was an absolute madhouse. It was like, it, I, you know, I feel bad for Korahor because he got trampled by one of those hordes, you know? And we were part of that horde. We were, yes. it was insane getting I in there. I definitely maybe trampled a person or two. <laughs> not, not really, you know, they weren't on the ground, but it definitely shoved oh. a couple of people. Oh, yes. I heard stories of people that like passed out oh, or that started throwing up like it was insane yeah it was bad and we yeah. got good seats we got yeah, we did we yeah. were like uh row 25 right you know right behind the goal post so yeah we couldn't ask for anything else nice except view. for maybe a win which we, we got. got which we got <laughs> oh man what a game where do we even start i don't know i guess we just start by breaking it down so if you don't know I don't know why you don't know. If you don't know, then you you need to get you need to get your mind in this world or something. You need to listen to this podcast. Absolutely. Get out from under your rock. Yeah, get out from under your rock and realize that BYU beat the University of Utah in American football. 
It's been a yes. long time coming, but we won 20, what was it? Yeah, 26 to 17, right? We won the game 26 to 17. All of the takes that we were talking about came true. Mm-hmm. They really did. What did, it, what did we need to beat Utah? Another quarterback with a last name of Hall. Yes. That's all we it takes. needed Max Hall to be a flag bearer. Yes, oh. he was. He was there. He brought the good juju. We got he both Halls. The juju. Max and Jaren. Also, the tithing take. The tithing mm. take. <laughs> we had lost to Utah nine straight years. You know, Brigham Young University is sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a church that strongly believes in the principle of tithing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had lost nine straight, but one on the 10th. So that is one-tenth. 10% victory okay. rate. 10%. <laughs> so we were blessed for paying our tithing with a tithe win. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. I'll take it. Hopefully that does not mean we lose the next nine. <laughs> but, <laughs> Hopefully not. But our time has finally come to get oh, that win. Yes. And also, this is the year that we joined the Big 12. And mm-hmm. it was also the 12th year since we last beat Utah. So Big going into the game, okay. it was just it was destined to happen. Destiny like, was on our side. Like we went in, the game's on 9-11, so there's a bunch of like pageantry, you know, big flag, massive flyover. Yep. The student section was absolutely packed to the top, like two hours before game time. I, you couldn't have asked for anything more. You know, everybody was wearing royal in the stadium. Like we almost everyone was wearing royal in the entire yeah, stadium. Pretty much. Yeah. So we had all the good all the good juju. Except for those few that were wearing that ungodly color. How do you pronounce it? Red. Red? I don't know, but they went home. They went home empty-handed. Yes, they did. So, I mean, let's break it down. Let's break down the game. How did yeah. you guys think it went? <clears throat> um. So, we led the whole game, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. How, sure we did. how unusual is that? <laughs> We went up 3-0 after the first on a field goal. Yeah. Um, we both scored in the second quarter. Was Halftime score was like 26-7. Yes. 16-7. 16-7. Okay. Yeah, I got the, the tens column wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then we scored again in the third, and they didn't. But then the fourth quarter came around, and I started to get a little uneasy. Yeah, yep. I think we all did. Yeah. A little uneasy. But maybe the greatest part of the game, at least for me, was we get the ball back. It's a six-point game, right? Mm-hmm. We get the ball back like on our own, like 25-30, you know, whatever. Yeah. And we proceed to go on like a six-and-a-half-minute drive, march all the way down the field, and kick a field goal with like three minutes left on the clock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, up two scores. the game wasn't over. And there were some times when we were very mad at the student section. <laughs> Jared especially. Yes. Jared was a little upset with how the student section was operating at times. The game is not over yet. Can you shut the hell up? Anyway, but if it weren't for that false start that we got, that weird like delay of game false start, on the two-yard line, like we probably would have scored a touchdown oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it was second and goal from the two. 
mm-hmm. you know. And then we ended up like throwing the ball and then running it, getting back to the two. But we ended up just kicking the, yeah. the field goal, the right. chip shot. But I just loved how we controlled that. We just ran the ball down their yeah. throats, controlled the game. We did to them what they've been doing to us for nine games. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the field goal wasn't bad. Like I said, it put us up two scores. We right. were only up by six yep. at that point. We kicked the field goal. It was nine. So it put it out of reach of a two-point conversion. They would have had to score twice in three minutes, which the way we were controlling the clock, they were not going to be able to do. No. Nope. Right. But let's talk about this. Seal the deal. We are very used to these games starting <laughs> with BYU turning the ball over. Yes. With a pick six, with something dumb happening, with a dumb fumble. We actually did fumble the ball early in the game, but it went out of bounds. <laughs> Luckily. Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully. But the game didn't start out with two BYU turnovers. It started out with two Utah turnovers. How weird is that? Turnover throws an INT. Then the very next drive, Utah's running back fumbles the football, and Isaiah Heron picks it up. Mm-mm. How beautiful was that? You know, I wish we would have gotten more than three points off of those combined two turnovers. <laughs> yeah, but hey, it was something. Utah yeah. didn't put any points up on the board, and it gave us a little momentum, and it gave the student section a little bit of life to start the game. Definitely. Especially after we started out the game on offense, a little rocky. We went three and out twice in a row. Yep. Or once, or, yeah, once and twice. Then, yeah. A little flat. Yeah, I think, I think we, we went, converted one first down on the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get into field goal range. Yeah, but it was it was a rough start. Yeah, you know, but I think that really it set a tone for the game that our defense was going to fly around and be nasty. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think, in all honesty, that might have had something to do with Utah's, you know, conservative play. Maybe they didn't start pushing down, you know, in in the first quarter when we were able to take the lead. I think that set the tone for the game and maybe changed their game plan a little bit. That you know gave us the energy that we needed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what did uh, what did Kyle say? <laughs> Kyle Woodingham. Oh. He said that, you know, because we dominated the trenches, which nobody was expecting, not even Kyle. Nope. And yeah. Kyle, said, nope. I, Kyle said something along the lines of, I would have bet the deed to my house that we would not have lost in the trenches. Yeah. And he says, my house isn't worth very much, so I didn't lose <laughs> very much. But no, we dominated in the trenches, and I don't think Utah was expecting that at all. Right. Utah was expecting to run the ball all over us, and complement it with the pass. But they couldn't do that. They mm-hmm. couldn't run the ball well, until number two started getting all slippery. But yeah, yeah, besides that, you know, we were in the backfield. We were pushing back. We were putting pressure on their quarterback. We were taking away their game plan. And it was a thing of beauty. It really was. It was great. We averaged five yards a carry nice. on all our rushes. Which is unheard of against Utah. I know, against right, Utah, yeah. who usually is really good at stopping our run game. And yeah, our O line looked really good. I was very happy about that. I know Jaron Hall wasn't sacked in the game. There were a couple of TFLs or runs for no gain, right? But mm-hmm. we still, like Danny said, averaged five yards a carry yeah. against yeah, the Utah defense that prides itself on its defensive line. Yeah, and I think that kind of just, I that kind of just sums up the game, you know, because the game is, you know. They always say the war is won in the trenches, and it really was. It And this game, BYU won the trenches, and we controlled the game. We Absolutely. had 11 more minutes than them. Like yeah. That's almost a full quarter that their defense was on the field more than ours. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really huge, and I, that was probably the key for me to winning the game, along with the no turnovers, yeah. obviously. Absolutely. That no turnovers is huge. huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. <clears throat> we have our uh, stats in front of us. 
And yes, BYU indeed. led the Utes in total yards, pass yards, rush yards, third down conversion rate, okay. fourth down conversion rate, okay. turnovers, time of possession, and first downs. <laughs> that is every stat that we look at when we that, compare games. That's all of them. Every single stat that we look at when we compare games, BYU beat Utah in complete domination. Absolutely. Like, I cannot think of a time when BYU absolutely handled a team like this that was A, ranked, B, an FBS school, because, you know, we've done this against FCS schools. Yeah. But we yeah. handled business against a team that everyone thought was better than us, that everyone thought was going to beat us, I mean, except for Kirk Herbstreit, who Shout out, yes. had the revelation that BYU <laughs> was going to beat Utah. So we need Kirk Herbstreit on our side, because apparently he's our good luck charm. Yeah, shout out, uh, Kirk. Holy cow. I, I mean, I got a question for you guys. Is this just the best weekend ever? Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very emphatic yes from Danny. had a few good weekends, um, but this is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say it is up there. I think we're all, uh, we can all agree that our wedding and marriage weekends will probably yeah. take first spot, but apart from that... 1A. <laughs> yep. Yes. I, like... BYU joins the Big 12, which, looking back on it, is much bigger than the Utah game, That's right? That's huge. But yes. yeah. the Utah game was like the cherry on top, but the cherry was the size of Volkswagen bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just, you don't get better than that. And mm-hmm. everything we've been working for for the past, you know, since 2009, since we beat Utah, everything we've been working towards, we achieved it. We finally beat Utah, and we joined a Power 5 league. Like, you can't get better than that. It was a perfect weekend for exactly. BYU sports. I mean, mm-hmm. like you were saying, Jade, I think the BYU, the sorry, the Big Twelve news was worth more, but the Utah one meant more. It emotionally, meant more yeah. emotionally to each emotionally. BYU fan out there, to each BYU fan that was there that stormed the field after the game. We were out there in the middle of the <laughs> absolute dog pile that was that <laughs> storming of the field, and that just meant so much. It was so so incredible seeing BYU finally take down our foes from up north. Oh, yes. So let's talk a little bit about how our offense did. Pretty well. Jaron Hall had a pretty good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought okay. he started out a little bit um, a little bit shaky. I yeah, think just like the Arizona game. Yeah, kind yeah. of like we saw. I think it's going to take him a couple games just to kind of figure out, uh, I don't know, just to kind of settle into the games a little bit quicker. But, like, if we think about it, Zach Wilson – you know, did the exact same thing the first couple years that he was at BYU. And Absolutely. then finally in his third year, we started to see yeah. him just hit the ground running, right? Really Jaron Hall's only started three games before this one, so yeah. Yeah, totally expected. But he still threw 18 to 30, um, you know, almost 60%. Uh, 150 yards, three touchdowns, but really where he came in was the eight rushes for 92 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's almost, what, 12 yards per carry? Yep. Almost. Yeah. Like so, 11 and a half yards insane. per carry. I think he did really well. Those are some huge plays, too. Anytime <laughs> you have a quarterback, like, designed runs are one thing, but where you have a quarterback who's in the pocket, doesn't see much going on in the passing game. Some quarterbacks would just, you know, throw it away, throw it out of bounds, whatever. But Jared Hall can go out there and run for 10, 20, 30 yards. Yes. Yeah. You know, spontaneously. Change the momentum of the game and you know keep drives alive. Absolutely, like that's his huge. big run. That was on like a third and two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was and, a third down conversion. And there was another one where it was fourth and nine, 
Oh, and he ran for, that. you know, like 11, 12, 13 yards. Yeah. And they're on scrambles. Like, yeah. they ran him purposefully the ball a couple times, like where he pulled it on the read option and got yeah. like 20 mm-hmm. yards. But like Danny said, it was mainly on the scrambles that yeah. he just kept driving. Those are daggers for a defense. Yeah, so really demoralizing is. to have that done to you. Oh, yeah. Which we'll get to later, but Jaden Daniels, Arizona State. Nope. We're going to have to contain that guy. Ooh. He'll do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to have our hands full with him. We'll talk about that on Friday. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about Jaron Hall. This is now the second straight week that he has completed 18 passes. Hmm. And I mean, not like more than 18. Straight 18. 18. Exactly. <laughs> 18 exactly. So should we just throw the ball like 18 times a game? his number? Then? You know... Uh, his percentage has gone down a little bit, so maybe we'll have to throw more. Hopefully, we don't have to throw more passes <laughs> every game in order to get him to 18. But yeah, that should be our goal. 18 completions every single game. Consistency is key. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but think about Jaron Hall that I feel like I've noticed so far this season and the games he started last season. He's not really a high-volume passer. Right. Like He's not going to mm-hmm. go out there and you know the coaches or whatever aren't going to give him you know, 40, 50 attempts per game. Yeah. Because, and I think the reason for that, this game is because our run game was so strong. Absolutely. So we don't need Jaron Hall to be a Zach Wilson who could just go, we can pass the ball on 90% of our plays and score 50 points and, you know, run up the score against people because we have that run game where we can control the line of scrimmage, you know, uh, sustained drives just with... Tyler Algieri and Lopini Katoa. So I think that makes it a lot easier for Jaron Hall. He doesn't have that pressure to yeah. you know, lead drives single-handedly. He's, he's got a little more freedom to be more creative with his scrambles or design runs. And that also opens up the passing game for him as well. Absolutely. That's a great point. And I, mean, I think Jaron Hall fits right into that category. Yeah, he's very he's, yeah he really does. He's the perfect guy for that job. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like... There's pros and cons to each. And last year we had Zach Wilson, who was just... Yeah. And now we have Jerry Hall, who's kind of like a more, I love more of a game manager. Yeah. yeah. But, like, as we can see in these first two games, it's the the game manager isn't less than what Zach Wilson was. Mm-hmm. The game manager is just different. Like, we've controlled both of these games, right? right. We've been the ones in control, so... I really like that about Jaren. Yeah. yeah. I really like that too. And like like Dan was saying, our running game is really what opens it up. Yeah. Our offensive line is giving Algier some holes to run through. Algier had 100 yards rushing, ran for a century, 102 yards, and a tutty. So that's incredible. What I think is really, really awesome is that our touchdowns were spread all across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't just, you know, Neil Pau was the big guy in the Arizona game. Yeah. He got shut down for most of the game. It looked like they were trying to scheme him out of the offense. Mm-hmm. Or like Utah's defense was trying to scheme him out. Yeah. I tried he to... only had three receptions for 19 yards, but he got a touchdown. Another touchdown was thrown to Gunnar Romney, who miraculously came back <laughs> and started, even he though he was walk. doubtful for the game. Yeah. A touchdown by Samson Nakua, a touchdown by Tyler Algier. All four of our touchdowns were scored by different people. Well, I think I mm-hmm. don't think Tyler Algier scored a touchdown. Oh, right? is that right? Yeah. I don't he know. He never think, did. I think that might he have never been. never ran one in? Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Right? Because we only scored three touchdowns. That's right. Three yeah, touchdowns. That's true. Passes. Dang. Yeah. Cut that. 
<laughs> anyway. He still had 100 yards. He so. still ran. And cool. he was so reliable on third downs. Yeah. You know, like, on those third and shorts, we could run him, like, on the last drive of the game before we kneeled the ball out. We had third and short. And what did he do? He popped one for, like, eight or ten yards. Yes, he did. He played an incredible game. And so did our defense, too. Like, we need to shout out our defense. Yeah. They were amazing this game. They showed up. Two sacks, a fumble recovery, an interception, Mm -hmm. and the biggest game of the year. And two stops on fourth and short. Yep. Both were fourth and one, if I'm not mistaken. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of them, Utah just lined up and was like, all right, we're going to bully BYU again. Yeah. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> Not happening this year. And we got Not this time. And then the other one, Charlie Brewer forgot that Britton Covey's about three foot eight. <laughs> and he yeeted the ball into the crowd. <laughs> Britton Covey, 37 years old, three foot eight. <laughs> but funny. our defense really did play an amazing game. Um, two Yaki scheme. Perfectly fit for what Utah was trying to do to us. And like Justin said, the one big touchdown run that they had. Came because our guys kept sliding off of him. Yeah. I, think, I think that's something yeah. that you can just work on as far as conditioning, you know, and tackling goes. Yeah, so. tackling for him. Because we were getting the hits on him. He was just <laughs> slipping off. Yeah. Our guys were arm tackling. It, it had just rained, too, so everything was slippery. Everything was wet. True, it was fourth quarter. Rain. Lavelle so. Edwards is a grass field, so it starts raining. Stuff gets slippery. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like turf, where even when it's raining, you can still get a good plant. And so... All things considered, our defense played incredibly. Our offense got the job done, and it came out with a W. A two-score W W against the University of Utah. Beautiful. Can I talk about one thing with you guys? Absolutely. It's our punter. Okay. (laughs) That dude has a cannon for a leg. Oh, my gosh. Ryan, I don't know how to say his last name. Raycow. Rico. Whatever it it is. Rico. I think it's Raycow. See, that first punt, we were like, he was probably standing on like the twenty or something, like the on our twenty. Yeah, and he punted it into the opposite end zone. <laughs> he did. No bounces. No, no bounces. No. In, in the, the air, air it like landed in the opposite 80, end zone. Eighty-ish <laughs> yards in the air. That's a huge punt. Talk about insane. flipping the field, man. <laughs> I I love that. It's absolutely insane. Shout out to him. Yeah, he's a freshman too. Was awesome. Mm-hmm. Jake it, Oldroyd was back. Jake Oldroyd. Missed a PAT, Mr. PAT, but hit the field goals we needed. So yep. thank you, Jake. I'm glad that didn't come back. Make, yeah, make those really PATs too. next time. But To his credit, the one he did miss was off of the Nakua unsportsmanlike penalty that mm. put the ball back 15 more yards. Right. True, yeah. So it wasn't a true extra point. It was It was like um, a 20, 30-yard field. Yeah, it was, it was like a 32-yarder. But still, he shouldn't have missed it, but... It didn't come back to bite us. We won. That's all. And he that's hit all the I ones that mattered. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the theme for the game. Like, yes, we dominated. And yes, it wasn't very, like, pretty. Like, we didn't win by 30, you know. Mm-hmm. But we did all that was necessary. We didn't yeah. do a whole ton extra, but we covered our bases. We did everything that we needed to. We played well enough to win. And that's, like you said, Joseph, that's good enough. That's good <laughs> yep. enough. That's all I need. A W's a W, right? That's what we were saying after the Arizona game. Mm-hmm. In this rivalry, a W's a W. And we yeah. took it home. Mm-hmm. So let's go into a little bit of analysis on the game. You know, last week we did our knee-jerk reaction after, you know, kind of struggling against Arizona. Jer, what was your knee-jerk reaction after watching this game? Uh, let's go! <laughs> In the words of Tom Homo, the proverbial monkey was taken off the back thrown to the ground, and stepped on. <laughs> Heck yeah. And we're going to go undefeated this year. Heck yeah. 
Dan, what was Amen. your knee jerk? Mine, I mean, it's hard to put into words. It felt like this kind of euphoric feeling of relief. <laughs> like there's yeah. this kind of like a monkey on your back, but like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Or like if you're in the desert or somewhere and you've had a long drought, <laughs> like <laughs> months or years of drought, and then it finally, this huge summer thunderstorm rolls in and just starts raining down on you and you just lick up the rain. <laughs> and, you know, that did happen in the game, literally, but... Oh, yes. um. Yeah, I just felt so good. I just felt so relieved, so nice, and we're going to go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Nice. That was my reaction, too. We're going undefeated. I think my <laughs> my initial reaction was just, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. Is this actually happening? Is this for real? Am I dreaming? I cannot believe it. This is the best day of my football life. Like, holy freaking cow, Utah sucks. <laughs> no, I mean, that was pretty much our reaction. I was just so in shock it's, it's so incredible like i still can't believe it i'm like pinching myself when i think to myself oh byu beat utah <laughs> yeah I, I have to mentally check myself and say that's not right but then i have to say wait no actually it is right it is right it, it is right it actually happened and dude i just feel so good about it and i really think that if we play arizona state well this weekend we have a chance to go all the way we really do yeah like as far as like what this means for BYU going forward and like season outlook now, like that was our hardest game. Yeah. It may not be the best team we play, but that was by far our hardest game on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Playing against history yeah. with all of the talk, you know, so much talk, so yeah. much history. So I think we really could go undefeated. I mean, <laughs> really especially should. since USC just fired their head coach. Yeah, and USC true. USC is kind of in some hot water. I don't know. I don't know, guys. What do you think this means looking forward? Ooh, I mean, this was a huge game for us. We proved that we can control the line of scrimmage, not just against Arizona, but against Utah, who's known for having a mm-hmm. good line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. offensive line and defensive line. So against really good talent, we can control it. We proved that we can run the ball, that Jaron Hall will not fold under the pressure, because let's be honest, there's a ton of pressure on this game. Yeah. An absolute ton, but Jaron Hall did not turn the ball over. He took care of the ball. Our running backs, for the most part, took care of the ball. It's incredible. I mean, this weekend really just improved my expectations for the team. It heightened my expectations for the team. I still think we'll go about 9-3, 10-2. But if we can get past the ASU hurdle, maybe it's time to start talking about that 12-0 season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. ASU is our last ranked opponent on the schedule oh, as of so this far. week. As of this week. Yeah. Right. Wow. So Virginia might get there. Yeah, Virginia might get there. Baylor might. USC, Baylor. This is a huge game this weekend, and you'll talk about it more in the the preview. But if we can win this game, then I think we can go undefeated. Oh. And if we do, I don't think we'll make the playoff, but New Year 6, probably. New Year 6, definitely. New Year 6, for sure. Or if... a 50-point loss in the, in the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> As a force, get chanced by Alabama. If we do make a New Year's Six, we have a pretty good shot to win. You know, yeah. if we do yeah. all that's necessary to get there, you know, eleven or twelve wins. Mm-hmm. Apart from the, you know, Alabama's and the playoff teams, I think there's a huge drop off. You know, after Team Four, 
to five through eight, and so I think we can hang yeah. with anybody. If, if we prove it this week. Let's not get ahead yeah. of ourselves. It all yeah. depends on this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week was crazy, not only in the BYU uh, football world, but also in the college football world. Yes, it is. Should we recap our uh, takes from last week? I'm, <laughs> I know I'm excited about this. So I don't um, know you guys. You go right you know, ahead. I might go last <laughs> on this one. <laughs> Save the best for last. So we got Joe. Joe went six and four. For Joe. Respectable. Joe. Yep. Sure. I think we all got duped by Ohio State. We'll go through a little uh, yeah. uh, recap yeah. of the week later. But uh, I went a solid nine and one. Congratulations. I That's will take very it. Very solid. I will enjoy it while it lasts. Last <laughs> second switch to Arkansas saved you. It really did. Man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I went. Was it seven and three? Yeah. That's solid. It's kind of. Better than I thought I would do. <laughs> um, I also got duped by Ohio State. I thought Texas would beat Arkansas and Washington. What's with them? Yeah, Washington is They lost to terrible. Michigan. They not that good. We had a lot of hype going into the season, but not a good start for them. And then there's me. I went a meager 5-5. Five and five. <laughs> Still 500. Yeah. Not a losing record. <laughs> not a losing record. I got duped by Cal. I got duped by Bielema. <laughs> I got duped by NC State. Ooh. Texas. Yeah. You know, it was a rough week for me, but hey, we'll get him next week. Bounce back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, should we just go through the uh, the games this weekend? Let's go for Let's it. Let's do it. I have, a, I, have, I have an idea. We'll just run through it. <coughs> Man. Uh, we got a list of the games in front of us, more or less the most important ones. And let's just say, like, one sentence, you get 10 seconds to describe what happened in the game. Okay. Ready? <clears throat> I'll go first because my Ohio State Buckeyes suck. Oh. They could not stop just simple sweeps and pitches and lost 35 to 28 to Oregon. Rough. Um, am I talking about this game or the next game? That you could just go. Next game. Okay, next game. So <laughs> this is Arkansas-Texas. I thought Arkansas would win, but... I mean, I thought Texas would win. Arkansas won 40-21. to 21. Ooh. Texas, should they even be a Power 5 team at all? <laughs> Let alone leave Let their alone conference the to join wow. the SEC. Now that's a conversation. Not, not a good look for Texas in that game. Moving on to Jacksonville, which officially became a state... Jacksonville is now a state because it beat Florida State. Florida no longer a state. Oh. 20 to 17 on a last second Hail Mary where Florida State <laughs> forgot how to play defense. Their controller must have died or something because <laughs> the they let Jacksonville died. State get the easiest Hail Mary I have ever seen in my entire life. It's time to relegate Florida State to the FCS. Yep, and Jacksonville okay. State now takes their spot as the state school of Florida. Absolutely. Nice. Um, well, Miami snuck past <laughs> App State, which <sighs> unfortunately Miami. Appalachian has now lost its statehood. Yeah, not a state. Yep. So even though Miami is not good, rescinded, they somehow snuck by the Appalachian. Yep. Not in years. Yep, not state. A mountain range, <laughs> not a state. I've got Washington, which somehow is a state still. Yeah. Even though they lost so badly to Michigan and <laughs> to Montana. Ooh. In the first week. <laughs> Rough. They're barely a state. 
But then we got Mr. Bronco Mendenhall, who beat up on uh, Bielema. Bielema ball did not go well. It really was a killer for me. But yeah, yeah beat him by a number greater than the fans in attendance. <laughs> that Virginia student section with like four people in it. That was beautiful. <laughs> it was really, really bad. But Bronco has the Cavaliers on track. Which... Coming up in October. Coming up in Ooh, October. Big game, big game. Our boy Zeb, Zeb won the battle no for Southeastern Carolina. Uh, I love he Zeb. threw for like 200 yards, <laughs> tutty and a pick Ooh, over serviceable. the mighty Pirates of Eastern Carolina. Okay. Solid. Our boy Zeb, 2-0 as a starter. Zeb Williams, starter. the grad student. Good for Zeb. <laughs> okay, folks, Butgers is back. Yes. Rutgers is back. They, Not in a Rutgers. They're coming off a huge win against ACC powerhouse football school Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> and they're back. Shout out, Buggers. Unfortunately for Tennessee, they are now suffering the lose to BYU and you suck for three years. <laughs> the curse. They lost. It's rough for Tennessee. I don't think their head coach will survive much longer, to be honest. Yep. But... Hey, at least we handed them that curse. <laughs> yep. And let's be honest, we beat Wisconsin, and yep. they suffered their couple years they of irrelevance, and now they're back. Maybe Utah they're back. suffer the curse. Oh, that would be so great. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Notre Dame, absolutely fraudulent. Capital F. Capital Frauds. F. Frauds. F Frauds. Fraud, 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 fraud. Fraud, 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 fraud. If it weren't for Toledo's PIs, Notre Dame should have lost that game. Yeah. <sighs> like, Two pass interferences and two holds. <laughs> the final drive for they Notre just, Dame. They marched all the way down the field for Notre Dame. I will say, shout out to Notre Dame's quarterback, though, who got his finger put back in place and, oh, yeah. and then went on to throw the game when he touched him. That's literally the next move. play. That is grit right there. <laughs> grit. <clears throat> so we had an interesting game. Texas A&M, they were like a top five team. Yep, they five. traveled to Colorado. Was that Colorado? Yeah, it was that yeah, Colorado. Yeah, it was that Colorado. And the final score to this game kind of resembles the old Clemson-Georgia game. Oh. <laughs> Texas A&M, 10. Oh. Colorado, 7. Ooh, a barn Oh, wow. A real defensive slugfest here. <laughs> a rock fight, if you will. <laughs> a rock fight. Texas A&M did not look very convincing. No, they did not. They dropped out of my top 10. They are also frauds. Fraudulent. <laughs> Absolute frauds. You know who's not a fraud, though? The Horn Frogs of TCU. Whew. Gary Pat Patterson. They had a really rough start. Cal was just throwing the ball all over them in the first quarter. But then they came back. My poor Cal Golden Bears. While they're still oh. winning in my NCAA video game in real life, they took a fat L to the Horn Frogs. Unfortunately. Well, depends. DC. Yeah, you know. Gary Patterson, he's probably going to write a country song about it now. Oh, yeah. I saw that, that commercial. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Iowa absolutely shut Iowa State the heck up. Yep. Iowa State has been a fraud. We all called it. We yeah. Know, we've all, no we've one all called it fraud. Iowa for years. State was going to win that game. And Iowa's going to win the Big Ten now because Ohio State sucks. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> That's a hot take. Iowa's winning the Big Ten. The door is open. <laughs> Iowa's a wagon. Let me tell you. I was a wagon. And another team that's a wagon, probably the marquee G5 wagon. Ooh. 
UTSA, oh, Heck yeah, well, the Roadrunners <laughs> at San Antonio, Texas. They beat my fantasy quarterback, Lamar, oh. 54 to nothing. Yikes. How's Let's that? Go. How's Nothing's that for a win? They're 2-0, and and they'll be fun to keep track of this season. Yeah. And shout out to Stanford. They got USC's head coach, Clay Helton, fired after they absolutely <laughs> beat down on USC. Oh, Outgained yeah. USC. They averaged like some like eight yards per play. Like Stanford was just taking care of USC. Clay Helton's firing was way overdue. Yes. But Stanford finally got it done. And USC, unfortunately for BYU's future matchup with them, took a fat L. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you guys think is next at USC? Next up at USC, you know, I, right before I got here to record this episode, I actually looked at Instagram and mm-hmm. I saw that one of the coordinators of the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. oh, he has said that he is not interested in taking any college job at any point unless it is USC. Mm-hmm. Wow. So maybe he's a name that you can throw in. Okay. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer, maybe. Urban Meyer <laughs> Once Another he gets fired from the Jacks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Urban Meyer's <laughs> having fun. Yeah, he's really struggling. How do you feel about rough Sean Clifford? Sean Clifford? Mm-hmm. The quarterback for that? Penn State? No, sorry, not Sean Clifford. <laughs> 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 I just thought of the quarterback name. That giant not dog. Not the quarterback name, but the head coach of Penn State. James Franklin? James Franco. James Franklin. James Franklin is another James Franklin. Maybe, I think, I'm here and throwing around to take the head coaching job at USC. Interesting. If you're James Franco, <coughs> Franklin, <laughs> do you take that job? I, uh, I think USC has a higher know. ceiling than Penn State does. Yeah, they uh, have the, the more tradition, but the last five years, <coughs> Penn State's been consistently better. Yeah, I think we'd have to wait know. to see how this year goes. Yeah, that's James true. Franklin really has only had one down year, and it was the COVID year, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they've been to the Rose Bowl. You know, they've been to New Year's Six Bowls. They've they've won you know nine or ten games every year. So Good I think seasons. this year we'll see. But here's the thing: doesn't that feel like they're sealing them a second? Not maybe not a second tier, but a one A tier in the Big Ten. Mm. They will never make the playoff because Ohio State will always knock them out. Or they'll lose to Michigan or Michigan State somehow. They will never make that jump where USC, they've been there. And it feels like that's a program that has enough backing behind it where they could get there again. That's very intriguing. I think. Yeah. That, yeah. That you make a good think point. about. Something to think about. We'll see who USA goes with. USA? Yeah. USC. USA, USC. <laughs> They're going to go with Greg Burhalter. Oh. oh. <laughs> GGG. <laughs> anyway, uh, the new top 25 came out. Yep. Do yes, we want to uh, run down it and then give our own top 10s? Let's, Let's do it. All righty. Number one, Bama. Nice. And then okay. you got Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, yeah. and Ooh. Iowa rounding out the top five. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that seems about right. Not, not, not bad. I, I, honestly, I don't think Oklahoma should be ranked over Oregon, but we'll get into that when we go for our top tens. Yeah. Are there any other notable teams that you want to shout out? Maybe one that ends up at uh, 23? Oh, who's that? Who? The Brigham Young University. Hey, Bingham Young. Ranked Bingham 23rd Young. in the country. We are ranked in football. We're 2-0 to start the season. This is amazing. 
will be playing number 19, Arizona State, this weekend. A ranked matchup. First Other notables. Since 2009 in Lavelle Edwards. Do you know what I realized mm. after this game against Utah? Uh, <laughs> so I was I was reminiscing. And this was before last season. Okay. About how we used to like consistently be in like the top twenty five, maybe like you know fifteen to twenty five range. Mm-hmm. Right. We had a lot of those seasons under Bronco Mendenhall with you know the oh, Taysom yeah. Hills, Jamal Williams, mm-hmm. players Max like Halls. that, yeah, right. Max Halls. And then it seems like that kind of stopped. For a while, you know, his it last did, yeah, years yeah. and Kalani's first years, but I feel like we're back. We're back. Are we back? We're. I feel like we're back. We're back in national relevance, mm-hmm. and that's without being in any conference at all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We've had some not amazing recruiting classes. I was yeah. looking through it. Um, this year we were seventy first. 2021. Okay. Last year, 81st. Mm. 2019, 84th. Ooh. And 2018, 78th. So we've had some, you know, it's nothing that jumps off the page in terms of recruits. Yeah. yeah. But the last two seasons, we've done a really good job of you know, making good teams out of it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. The player and, development's there. Yeah, the player development's there. And I was looking, you know, I was thinking about as we start our transition into the Big 12, mm. we'll have a lot more resources, probably a lot better recruits. Recruiting will yeah. definitely you know, most of those recruiting rankings is basically Power 5 schools and then everyone else, so we'll be right. up in the middle of those, and I think our ceiling will just keep getting higher. I, and I think and higher. BYU's I back. <laughs> BYU is 100% back, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, 23rd in this week's AP poll. Yeah. yeah, and even a little bit higher in somebody's uh, top 10, I believe. Mm-hmm. Not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Other notable additions to the top 25. Jared, you're not going to like this one. Number 25. Oh. Michigan. How? You know what? Good for them. I don't get yeah. it. Yep, because the higher they get, the longer the fall. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Exactly. Arkansas, number 20, yeah. after beating Texas. Uh, I don't know if they deserve Solid. that for beating Texas, but... No, we'll Texas is a poverty program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sark needs a couple years there. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah. Other notables, Ole Miss, coming in at 17. Yeah, they keep rising. Top 15. I'm in love with that powder blue. And another powder blue, UCLA, hey. coming in hot, number 13. Yep, moving up three spots. Pretty soon, they're going to be in the top 10. Really will if they can keep winning. Yeah. Shout out to UCLA. And I think they're going to do well these these next couple weeks. Well, should we get into our top 10s? Because Let's do it. I am very sick of the AP top 25, if I'm being honest. Yep. And yeah. I can't wait until the college football it's playoff broken. rankings come out. Then we can start making memes about whoever the new head of the committee is. <laughs> can't wait. Nothing better. All right. Who wants to start? <laughs> I'll start. Okay. And my top five doesn't differ that much from the APs. Okay. Top five. I got Bama and Georgia, one and two. Nice. And then Oregon, after their big win against Ohio State. Okay. Looks like a great team. I'm kind of confused by Ohio State right now, but Oregon Mm. looked good, so I have them at three. And I think Ohio State's kind of good, maybe. Okay. (laughs) I guess we'll kind of. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, They haven't looked super convincing. 
Also, Oregon will get their two best defensive players. Yeah, that's another thing. They were missing their best big two defensive guy. players against Ohio State. That was a big talking point for that game. I've got Iowa. Mm. They're a wagon yep. <laughs> in the Big wagon. Ten. <laughs> Oklahoma, they won their game against some random team. 76 to nothing. <laughs> so they didn't allow a single point. Was it, uh, point. Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> <laughs> yep, Bishop Sycamore. May as well have been. I've got them at five. Then at six, I have Cincinnati. Mm. Some G5 love for our future conference mates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I have Clemson. Oh. Um, Coming in at number seven. That's yeah, a little low. They lost to Georgia, but they looked better last week. I think they're not bad. Mm. I base this off of who I would want to play the least if I oh. want to win the game. That's and then I think, I mean, they're obviously decent. They're a hard team to beat. Mm-hmm. And right after them at eight, I have Ohio State. Okay. Kind of the same thing. I've got Texas A&M nine. They didn't look super convincing against Colorado, but I feel like they're still good. Maybe. Still only two weeks in, but there's a lot of know, football left. I feel yeah. like they they have a good ceiling. And at ten, I've got Virginia Tech. Oh, okay. The Hokies. Two and zero. They're two and zero. They rose four spots in the rankings. Wow. Last up to fifteen. Wow. And let's see. They've beat UNC, and I forgot who they played in the first game. Let's see. It was like Big, Middle Tennessee ooh. State last or oh, yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, something like that. Some lesser yeah. team. Middle Tennessee. And Middle Tennessee, they won 35 to 14. Okay. And yeah, I think UNC is decent. I think I say that word a lot, decent. <laughs> but <laughs> UNC is pretty good. They're not as good as people thought they would be going mm-hmm. into the season, they're but they're pretty team. good. Better than Miami. And Virginia Tech is <laughs> better than UNC, I think. So I've got them at number 10 in my rankings. Okay. Alrighty. I'll go next. I got Alabama, clear number one. Of course. Although yep. I do think they'll be challenged this year. Consensus. They let Mercer, of all teams, put up 14 on them. Ooh. 14 you, whole points. Yeah. Which, if wow. I'm Nick Saban, and I have the greatest team, you know, year in and year out, <laughs> I I would not be happy if Mercer put up 14 <laughs> on my team. Yeah, has got lazy. It, yeah, regardless of who you have in first, second, third scout, you know, Mercer should not score. On. No, they should not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Number two, I got Oregon. I think they looked really good in the win against Ohio State. Ohio State, of course, put up 28 on them, but they were trailing by two scores for almost, you know, for a lot of the game. Yeah. yeah. And oh, Oregon will only get better as the year goes along when they get Thibodeau back and, yep. and the other guy, Bo, True. I think his name is. Yeah. Number three, I got oh. Iowa, the Hawkeyes, oh, baby. Yeah, baby. Wagon They're in the Big Ten. They can run the ball. They can hold the ball. They can beat you with a rock, and they win <laughs> rock fights. Um, yep. Number four, I got another rock fight king, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, the Bulldogs think, at four. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'm not impressed with them so far. They beat UAB, which sorry to everyone if you bet on UAB because I told you they'd cover. They didn't cover. No, not <laughs> and their only hey, score was a turnover. Six. Dragon School, though. <laughs> That's kind of cool. That was really cool. <laughs> anyway, I got to see more from Georgia before I move them up there. And in all honesty, Iowa and Oregon have beaten better teams than they have. So. That's true. Uh, Cincinnati, I got number five. Okay. I think they've there just looked absolutely dominant in their first two games against the, uh, I don't know, I, no one. But yeah. 
I think they Who have Cincinnati a, played. I'm not even sure. Like a bunch of no names. Then I got six Oklahoma. I got to see more from them because yeah. if you beat an FCS school by 76 points, I don't care. <laughs> um, Clemson, I got number seven just because I think that if Georgia is as good as we think they are, then we have to give at least a little bit of respect to Clemson for holding them. Nope. To 10 points. Nope. <laughs> nope. Justin says no. <laughs> I've no got the, the that. same ranking. Number eight, I got Ole Miss and the Powder Ole Blue. Ole Miss. Okay. I think Ole Miss is a force to be reckoned with. Okay. Super underrated. I think they're going to beat Alabama, maybe. Oh. I think they can hang with Alabama. Bowling Kiffin. Uh, then I got UCLA at number nine. I think they're the off to a great start, and I think they'll keep that going. The and then I got Arkansas at number 10. Okay. Arkansas is going to be a force to be reckoned with. They will also beat Alabama. Interesting. Love it. Alabama. Two, two losses. Regular season losses. Holy cow. I'm still recovering from the soda I drink. Oh, okay. right. oh. Yeah, Jared drank a, drank a soda. He drank a Coca-Cola. <laughs> the drought is over. And they got to drink it. So, mm-hmm. All right. My top 10. Again, Alabama and everybody else. But I have to put numbers to it. Number two, Georgia. Okay. Three, Georgia. Oregon. Because Oregon just Oregon. looks absolutely incredible. And I think their offense is really something to deal with. And their defense played really well, too. So, shout out to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Number four, I got Oklahoma. Number five, I got Iowa. Wagon. So, I kept Iowa out of my top four, put them behind Oklahoma. Okay. Just because Iowa doesn't have a passing game. They can run the ball, they can run the ball, they can run the ball, but they can't do anything else. So until they develop a passing game, I don't think they'll be a legitimate contender for the, t- for the top four. Okay. Number Makes six, sense. I got Cincinnati. Seven, Penn State. Penn Ooh. State. Penn Check State. it in at number seven. Doing really well. Number eight, I got them boys in powder blue, UCLA. Ukla. I got, <laughs> yep, Ukla. <laughs> I got Ukla at number eight in that sissy blue. <laughs> blue. Number nine, I got Ole Miss. I'm kind of on the Ole Miss train with yeah. you. Yeah, heck yeah. Ole Miss love. I did have Texas A&M at number nine, but I just decided to drop them out of the top ten because Canceled. they looked abysmal. They looked abysmal. <laughs> and at number ten, I have a team that is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> the Brigham Young University Cougars. Top ten. <laughs> they are in my top ten. We made I'm it. I'm not saying that they're an actual top ten team, but they are in my top ten in my heart. <laughs> Well, that's good. Yep. Well, everyone. Great rankings. That's basically it for college football recap. Yeah. It was a good week. There's another one. Um, it was a great week. Is there anything else I wanted to cover? Shout out to Zach Wilson. Yep. Threw two touchdowns in his first game. Zach Wilson, I feel bad for him. <laughs> He's Zach on the Jets. Six times. He, he honestly looked good. But oh. his numbers are not great just because his team sucks. He's got... People dropping passes. He's got oh, linemen yeah. sucking it up or getting injured. But I thought he looked good. And if I was a Jets fan, I'd be encouraged mm-hmm. by what I saw. Yeah. He picked it up in the second half. First half, he kind of struggled. Mm-hmm. He was just getting hit left and right. Yeah. Second, <laughs> second half, he stepped up, played a good game. I think, yeah, Jets have a decent future ahead of them. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. tackle getting hurt did, definitely did not help. And they nope. just they need to... Out of their offensive lineman, they gotta so figure bad. some things yeah. out. He looked like Patrick Mahomes, Trust the you know, like, <laughs> like honestly, I heard one analyst call him. He looked like Patrick Mahomes from the Rose Bowl or from the, from the Rose, Rose Bowl, Bowl. <laughs> Rose Bowl. <laughs> from the Super Bowl. Okay, you know, because he's running all oh, over, yeah. and Life. but still like making passes and doing his best, you know, and that's what yeah. Zach Wilson looked like. He was on the run, making these crazy touchdown passes to Corey Davis. He had a bunch of throws in the first half where he, you know, 
make a decent pass and they why did she just, just drop it? So yep. shout out to him. Um our teams went home four this week. Yeah. Very rough. <laughs> Cleveland Very rough. choked. Sock. Yep. Washington, their quarterback got injured. They How's Heineken, Heineken in now? Yeah. Heineke, honestly, I'm pretty high on him. Ah. The last two games, he's looked good against the playoff loss against the Buccaneers which and this Super game. Bowl winning team. Yeah. And the Chargers, which are um, the Super Bowl. The Chargers winner. looked really dangerous, though. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, they just picked apart our defense. Yeah. They looked really good. Keep an eye on them this year. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Heineke, XFL guy. Oh, true. Yeah. Played old for the Dominion St. Louis Battlehawks. And let's be start. honest. Like, me and Justin were getting really hyped. He looked good. He like, did yeah. look good, honestly. <laughs> he made some exciting plays. Yeah. Good for Heineke, man. Yep. I'm still going to call him Heineken. Heineken. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Browns lost to a good team, lost to the Chiefs, so you don't have to be all sad. They were up like 22 to whatever at halftime, and then they only scored one more touchdown the whole game and let the oh, Chiefs come back. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes did his thing. To see it. Which, yeah. You know, you just got to kind of roll with Patty the Mahomes. At least you're not like the Jaguars who. <laughs> We really took him out. <laughs> so is Trevor Lawrence a bust? <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, man. Three picks. Um, he's going to learn. He's okay. going to learn. Honestly, I'm torn because I hate Trevor Lawrence. But he's <laughs> yep. a Jacksonville Jaguars. So <laughs> you have to root for so, him. you got to uh, root for him. So I don't know. what I, I hope that he's perfectly mediocre his entire career. Okay. <laughs> not bad enough to get cut, but not great enough to be considered one of the top 10 QBs in the league. Okay. I would be very fine with that. Yep. Here's another question. Where Urban Meyer make it through the season? Oh, without being Urban fired. Meyer. Uh, I don't think he'll get fired, but I could definitely see him like taking the USC job. Yeah, leaving. Or like having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> the Urban Meyer Retiring again. NFL experiment. It's not going well so far. Not going <laughs> Let me just well. say that. Not, not at all. The college coaches that go to the NFL do succeed. I think yeah. the only one that's had remote success in the past. Now, in the near past has been Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which the Seahawks, you yeah. know, they're like they're they're good they've team. Good. To a Super Bowl. Yeah, they, yeah, they've won a Super Bowl too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. The Broncos. So I don't know Matt Rule, Matt Riley, whatever his name is, <laughs> at yeah. Carolina. I think they have a decent team this year. Their defense okay. looked pretty good against the Jets, but the Jets are really bad. So yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. That's the Jets. But so. the Jets. I also heard that Matt Rule is getting thrown in the conversation for the USC job. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Which I could definitely see him taking that. Okay. Yeah. The thing with the USC job is you, you not only have to be a football coach, but you have to kind of like be a politician there. I right. know. Because all the boosters, you're in LA, mm-hmm. all the lights, all the cameras on you and your team. <laughs> That's true. Matt really doesn't really fit that. <laughs> it's a different type of coaching <laughs> job. Funny. So I think the coach that ends up landing that job will be very charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, I think that's it for yeah. us this week. Uh, we have some celebratory uh, soda that we'd like to mm. crack into real crack quick. It open. Absolutely. <sighs> Nothing better. Go Kooks. <sighs> Go Kooks. It still like burns my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's still trying to get used to the feeling. So <laughs> Gotta acclimate. Oh. This is a Mountain Dew Major Melon. This isn't just like a normal soda. This is no. Like this is the hard stuff. Like really toxic, toxic waste. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we will be back on Friday with a guest. Yes, that is to be announced. Surprise mm-hmm. guest. Mystery, yes. Yep. Go follow us on Instagram at Les Talk Pod and on Twitter at Les Talk Pod. There you go. And visit our website. 
Get those uh, weekend watch guides going. Yep. Yeah. We'll get those out every Jared week for you. together. Yeah, Jared's been putting a lot of work into those weekend watch guides. So I really think that you guys should go take a look at it. Lestalkpodcast.com. Not pod, podcast. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Let's Talk Podcast. LES, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We're super happy to be bringing the show to you guys. Please support us on Instagram. DM us, contact us. We'd love to oh, interact yes. with you guys. We would. Leave a five-star rating. Subscribe to the show. It really, really helps. And without further ado, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Rock, 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 rock.